day everyone and welcome to a special edition of Wrestling All Style Presents Fallout Down Under with myself, Chris Funder Hogg. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Chris Funder as well as the podcast. That's at Wrestling All Style. Unfortunately, Alex couldn't be here today, but he has left us a very special message, which reads, and I quote from the desk of Mr. Alex Fruity Williams, Sid Vicious is the biggest big man wrestler of all time unquote now you can follow all of alex's social media including twitter that is fruity is alex he'll be back with us next week for our next fallout down under review a big thank you to daniel lloyd of bay club field trip for the wonderful intro song that you hear each and every week you can subscribe to the show just search for wrestling Ozstyle on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Podbean. And a big thank you to the social media groups who have allowed us to use their platforms for shout-outs in the past, that being the Australian Wrestling Community Facebook group and the What Would Grill Monsoon Do Facebook group. Both really great Australian-based wrestling communities on Facebook. But we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about Tasmanian Championship Wrestling's TCW Annihilation number 7. So this is my first time watching a full Tasmanian Championship wrestling event, so I must apologise if I mispronounce any of the wrestlers' names or moves. So, February 22nd, 2020. Tasmanian Championship Wrestling presents TCW Annihilation 7 from the Efton Sports Centre in Launceston, Tasmania, Australia. This event is available on TCW On Demand, powered by Vimeo, for $7.99 Australian dollars per month. It's an eight-match card, and we'll just get started right away. Match number one was Liam Lacey versus Diablo. Liam comes out first to My Way by Limp Biscuit As Diablo makes his entrance, he's met by Liam in the aisleway. The two then brawl into the ring and the match officially starts. There's early two counts for each man. Suicide dive by Diablo to Liam on the outs forces him into the guardrail. Liam eventually drops Diablo on the guardrail before fighting into the crowd. Liam is then whipped into the chairs and receives a lariat back over the guardrail into the ringside area. There's a delayed vertical suplex for a two count by Diablo as the crowd starts to rally behind Liam. Liam hits a number of clotheslines into a back break a leg sweep combo for a two count on Diablo. Back outside the ring now, Liam is swung into the guardrail by Diablo, who gets back in the ring and poses. The ref starts the count out for Liam on the outside, but the fans begin chanting for back him, and Liam gets back in the ring but walks into a punt kick for a two count. Diablo forces Liam back outside and delivers a loud chop. Liam runs around the ring and delivers a diving elbow to Diablo's seat on the ring step. Liam eventually gets the upper hand and puts Diablo back in the ring before he hits an elbow to the back of the head for a two count inside the ring. Liam then all of a sudden gets up and looks at a mask that's been left in one of the corners. Diablo takes advantage of the, a distracted Liam for a roll, a roll up with the tights but only gets a two count. Diablo then applies a cross face to Liam, but Liam works out of it, hits a super kick on Diablo, but he reaches the ropes before the free count. Liam puts the mask on and starts to unload onto Diablo. He 
He's now high-flying and diving all around the ring. As he's found a second wind of some kind, he's moving at a lightning pace. Liam then delivers a top rope springboard forearm to Diablo for a two-count. Diablo hits a Styles Clash, rolls into a pin for a two-count. Diablo spits in Liam's face, and Liam proceeds to remove the mask, and then there's a chop exchange in the center of the ring where Diablo is dropped. Superkick to Liam for a two-count pinfall for Diablo. Liam hits what appeared to be an F5, but couldn't make the counts. Both men were exhausted. Diablo begins calling for a timeout, but Liam delivers a second F5 to get the pinfall victory in 17-12. Post-match, Liam gets up on the corners, poses with the mask that was in the corner in his hands. Um, Good opening match. We go on to match number two. It's another singles match. Mercury with the Bueno boys in his corner versus Andy Rhodes. So Mercury is a masked wrestler. He's wearing a green mask and a black sombrero accompanied by two other masked wrestlers, one in a blue mask and one in a red mask, both wearing sombreros. Andy Rhodes enters the ring to Jimmy Barnes' working-class man, and he has a uh, very VB-inspired-looking logo. Beginning of the match, Mercury is dodging the lockups early by rolling to either side of Andy around the ring. Mercury eventually lands a head scissors takedown and does a leapfrog into a hip toss, but is reversed into an Andy hip toss. Andy removes Mercury's t-shirt and proceeds to chop him in one of the corners. But as Mercury eventually gets free, the larger Andy uses his strength to throw the masked Mercury around the ring. There's a sidewalk slam by Andy for a one count. Mercury then goes for a suplex, but Andy reverses it into a delayed vertical suplex of his own. Clubbing blows onto the back of Mercury allows for a submission attempt by Andy. Andy's occasionally rolls through for pinfall attempts, but only gets two counts while he's trying this. As Mercury gets free, he tries for a suplex again, but is slammed onto the mat and a four-way slam for his troubles. Andy pins Mercury again, but only gets two count. And as Andy attempts a pump handle slam, he falls into a pinfall by Mercury for a two count. There's a trio of drop kicks by Mercury to put Andy down before a top rope missile drop kick by Mercury. Mercury lands a suplex and goes for a pinfall, but he gets a two count as Andy seems to just kick out in time as some of the crowd thinks it was free and start chanting at the ref. Andy hits a power slam for a two count, but is still holding on as he goes for another. Mercury reverses it into something like a pop-up slam for the three count pinfall victory in 929. In the post-match, uh, the Bueno boys come back into the ring and celebrate with Mercury. We go on to match number three. It's Aiden Sage and Mr. Sinclair versus Jackson Parker and Commissioner Gordon for the control of Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. Aiden Sage and Mr. Sinclair enter first, with Mr. Sinclair announced as the owner of TCW. Jackson Parker and Commissioner Gordon enter second to Can You Feel My Heart by Bring Me the Horizon whilst Commissioner Gordon is riding a kid's bike around ringside. Why? I don't know. Aiden and Jackson start the match, but Jackson wants Sinclair tagged in. And as Jack and as Sinclair is tagged in, he pushes down Jackson. Quick tags in and out for Jackson and Gordon. 
as both Aiden and Jackson are legal again. Aiden forces Jackson outside the ring and they blow around the ringside area while the ref counts. Jackson delivers a running knee to Aiden on the apron and a number of kicks to the back whilst inside the ring. While the referee's back was turned, Gordon was choking Aiden before being tagged in briefly. Jackson lands a double running knees to Aiden in the corner, while Aiden lands a hip toss for a two count. Aiden lands a high knee in the corner, followed by a running bulldog, before moving back to the corner and tagging in Sinclair. Aiden is tagged back in and hits a float over cutter for a two count on Parker. As Aiden lifts Jackson up on his shoulders, Gordon runs in and saves his partner. And while the ref is removing Gordon, Jackson hits Aiden low. There's a running knees to the back of Aiden's head while Jackson tags Gordon in again. Gordon hits a people's elbow and starts showboating to the crowd. And whilst he's showboating, Aiden kips up to his feet and goes after Gordon, who's now retreating to his corner. But as Aiden arrives in the corner, he receives a spray of water from Jackson for his troubles. Jackson's now the legal man, being tagged in and getting the upper hand on Aiden. Jackson goes for a running swagger bomb, but Aiden rolls out and tags in Sinclair. Jackson is now favouring a knee that he injured from the bomb attempt and tags Gordon back in. Sinclair delivers kicks to the hip and a clubbing blow to the back on Gordon. Jackson is now in and they begin to double team Sinclair. Gordon is down as Aiden is back in to help Sinclair and Sinclair delivers a stunner as Aiden hits an attitude adjustment and rolls Jackson out of the ring. Gordon is back up and Warriors up against the ropes. Goes for a sweet Gordon music, also known as a sweet gym music. But Gordon is blocked by Sinclair who lands a stunner and with one foot on his chest claims a pinfall victory for his team in 11-18. So post-match, the good guys, Aiden and Sinclair, celebrate in the ring to the cheers of the audience while Jackson and Gordon walk back to the locker room defeated. Match number four, it's Dylan Daniels versus Eddie Jones in a three stages of hell match. Dylan Daniels enters the ring first, receiving well wishes from his family at ringside. A Eddie Jones career highlight video plays with the song My Hero by Foo Fighters over the top and Eddie Jones enters next once the video is done. It's announced at one point that the two men used to be like brothers and Eddie Jones wants to show a sign of respect at the start of the match but instead gets a finger in his face. At the very start Dylan gets a quick roll up for a one count in the first minute of the match. It's then fast paced with both men trying big moves and countering into submissions early on. Dylan throws Eddie to the outside, waits in the ring for Eddie to come back in. As Eddie comes back in the ring from the other side, he hits Dylan with a chair and the referee calls for the DQ and awards the first four to Dylan with the score being 1-0 in 2.33. Eddie gets a couple more shots in before the referee separates them and calls for the restart and the second fall of the match. The second fall is announced as being a submission match. Eddie flies across the ring straight at Dylan as soon as the referee gives the signal to restart. Eddie hits a Russian leg sweep, 
but doesn't attempt a submission yet. Dylan tries for a top rope dive, but Eddie moves and Dylan crashes onto the mat. Eddie hits a delayed vertical suplex and hangs on to then drop him across the ropes. Eddie has Dylan bent around one of the ring posts while the referee is counting, and Eddie says, It's a submission match. You can't count me out, ref. Back inside the ring now. Dylan is now beginning to work over Eddie's right leg to set up for a submission, and as Eddie fights back with a jawbreaker into a backbreaker off the ropes, both men are down. Eddie's trying for a submission. It appears to be a modified surfboard, so instead of holding the men uh, straight up with your knees in the back, he's holding him across the throat and the lower legs and got his knees in the back, so he's like, not straight under him, he's sideways under him. I thought that was a pretty cool looking submission that I don't see very much. Sorry, back to the <laughs> back to the match. Dylan has a single leg crab applied, but Eddie reaches the ropes for the break. Dylan went for a wheelbarrow type move, but is reversed into a sleeper hold for Eddie, and the ref calls the tap and the second fall goes to Eddie, making the score now one apiece in 11.41. Both men are down, and it's announced that the third fall will be a weapons match. Eddie climbs out of the ring and begins collecting weapons from under the ring. He tosses in a baking tray, a crutch, chairs, trash can lids, Singapore canes, and the bike from Gordon from the previous match. Eddie gets back in the ring and starts hitting Dylan with various weapons. He then goes back outside to collect more weapons, including a ladder, a table, and still street signs. Whilst Dylan is down the ring, Eddie's over at ringside now, taunting Dylan's family, saying once he's done, he can go and take care of them. But as Eddie walks back to the ring, Dylan has a chair and begins to attack Eddie. Eddie is down the ring now, but as he gets up, he starts to get caned by Dylan, and Dylan proceeds to sit him in a chair in the ring, and as he goes to run off the ropes into Eddie, Eddie delivers a drop toe hold, sending him face first in the chair. Eddie then goes and gets the ladder and sets it up in one of the corners of the ring. Continuing to fight back, Dylan delivers a spinning headlock slam off the apron to put Eddie and himself through a table on the outside. Back inside the ring, there's a chair showdown with each man having a chair in their hands attacking one another. They're both down, but Eddie is the first man back up. Eddie whips Dylan into the far corner and into the ladder that was set up. And as he falls down, the ladder falls on top of him, and the ref begins to count. The ref counts for seven, then eight. And then Dylan gets back onto his feet as Eddie returns to the ring with a small bag that he's found from under the ring. But Dylan has enough strength to low blow Eddie and take the bag from him. He goes over to one of the corners and pulls it out, and it's Lego. <laughs> Eddie now gets back up, looks at the Lego and says, We get it. You've got kids. We don't care. <laughs> Eddie, puts, Eddie puts Dylan down and now has zip ties and zip ties Dylan's hand behind his back so he can't defend himself or attack. But Ed, every time Eddie puts him down, Dylan just keeps on getting back up and keeps fighting back until he runs into a huge uppercut and spills to the outside of the ring. Eddie begins to attack Dylan on the outside and hits him with road signs up the aisleway. All of a sudden... Charlie Rose flies out of the backstage area and attacks Eddie. As Eddie is knocked down, she frees Dylan's hands and Eddie 
walks into a punch from Dylan's wife at ringside. Eddie has now gone under the ring to retrieve something. It's another small bag which he pulls into the Lego and it's revealed to be thumbtacks. The two men are now brawling inside the ring, each trying to put one another into the pile of Lego and thumbtacks. Eddie has Dylan on the top rope set for a fallaway slam, but it's reversed him onto a crossbody, and Eddie lands back first into the Lego and thumbtacks. And as he's down, Dylan goes outside, gets two tables from under the ring, and sets them up into the center of the ring. Eddie's back up and knocks Dylan down. Eddie lays Dylan across the tables and goes to the top rope, but is crotched. Dylan sets the ladder up in the corner by Eddie, both men are now brawling on top of the ladder. They fall backwards and go through both the tables. The ref starts counting to ten as the fans begin to erupt. He's at eight. Then nine. Eddie rolls out of the ring and leans against the ring apron as the ref counts to ten and the crowd goes quiet. And it's announced your winner, Eddie Jones, as Dylan Daniels could not answer the ten count in 32-49. So in the post-match here, Charlie Rose was at ringside and she helps take Dylan to the backstage area as the referee raises Eddie's hand in the middle of the ring. So we're now halfway through the show. We move on to match number five. It's Tim Hayden and LFB versus Gat and Johnny Whelan. First hunter is Tim Hayden and LFB. LFB is a masked wrestler who wears a white mask. Next to enter is Gat and Johnny Whelan. They're wearing matching neon green pants with hot pink marking. LFB and Gat start off, but Tim Hayden makes a tag in the opening seconds before both men tag out again. LFB and Johnny are now exchanging takedowns and leapfrogs before Gat is tagged back in. Gat and Johnny are brawling on the outside with Tim as LFB climbs up onto the top rope and does a dive onto the outside onto all of them. LFB then rolls Johnny back into the ring for a one count but Tim tags back in. Tim gets a two count and the tag partners of Tim and LFB start to show cracks in their teamwork and Johnny tags Gaff back in. There's fast tags for LFB and Tim as LFB gets a two count on Gaff before a double team goes wrong and Gaff takes out both men. LFB and Tim miscommunicate leading to Tim being whipped into a Canadian destroyer on LFB who's now out. Gaff and Johnny hit a combo head scissors into an assisted power slam for Johnny to pin Tim, but LFB breaks up the pinfall at two. The referee's now calling for the two non-legal men to get out of the ring as all four men are in the ring. But as all four men get to their feet and start exchanging blows, the referee doesn't seem to care for the rules now. Gat hits a power slam on Tim onto LFB's back, and LFB rolls out of the ring as the two men continue to double-team Tim. Gaff whips Tim towards the corner and he gets caught in Johnny's drop toe hold and lands face first on the second turnbuckle. Gaff then does a handstand on Tim's shoulders as Johnny lands a crossbody on Tim's back. Then Gaff hits a German suplex as Johnny assists and they both get a pinfall victory in 7.53. Post-match, Gaff and Johnny are both in the ring, they get arms raised by the referee as LFB and Tim walk backstage, both flipping off one another and arguing. Match number six is Kathy Luxie versus Charlie Rose for the 
TCW North Esk Championship. Kathy Lee enters first. She's wearing what appears to be a large fur coat. Charlie Rose enters next. She's the current TCW North Esk Champion, and this will be her first title defense. Luxie slaps Rose's hand away during the pre-match as a sign of disrespect. Both women exchange blows early, and Luxie lands a low crossbody to Rose on the mat for a one count. Luxie has the early advantage with three pinfall attempts and a submission as well in the early going. Rose reverses a submission attempt into a quick cover for a two count. Rose now has the advantage, landing a drop kick to send Lexi outside before being caught when attempting to make a dive on the outside. Luxie puts Rose into the rails and goes back inside as the ref starts to count. But Rose is a fighting champion and gets back into the ring. Rose lands what I think was identified as the stroke for a two count. Rose tries another pinfall near the ropes but only gets a two count, followed by Rose hitting a top rope crossbody for a two count before Rose lands a neck breaker and a roll through into a face lock and Luxie taps out to Rose at 7.31. In the post-match, Charlie stood in the ring, had her hand raised as she celebrates with her championship and Luxie walks backstage. We then move on to a what was billed as a mystery competitor makes their TCW debut. It's Elliot Gearson and he enters whilst taking selfies on his phone. He goes and takes a microphone from the ringside commentary team. He says he's here to show why he's the best wrestler in TCW, saying that he can even do commentary better than the team. At which point Cyrus Burns gets up from the commentary desk, removes his shirt to reveal he's been wearing his wrestling gear all night, and walks into the ring for an impromptu match. So that's your co-main event, match number seven. Elliot Gearson versus Cyrus Burns. The men shake hand at the start of the match as a sign of respect, but Silas doesn't release and proceeds to chop the new man Elliot all around the ring. Silas lands a huge pair of backbreakers, but Elliot escapes before any major damage is done. Elliot begins to use his speed for his advantage, taking the big man off his feet and attacking his lower legs, and even lands a DDT for a one count, but is thrown across the ring. Elliot then saves himself from going over the top ropes by skiing the cat, but walks into a big right hand, and Cyrus continues to chop Elliot all around the ring before running him back first into the corners and delivers a running power slam to pin Elliot for the victory in 3.23. Post-match, Cyrus has his hand raised as he kicks Elliot out of the ring and then goes and poses on the turnbuckles. Alec makes sure to grab his phone and sunnies from the commentary desk before he leaves to go for backstage, and Silas returns to commentary for the main event. So it's time for your main event. It's match number eight, Aiden Alexander versus Zach Archer for the TCW Tasmanian Championship. Adrian Alexander enters first and is brought out on a gurney with two nurses who help him dress while Alton John plays. Zach enters next on what is appeared to be a custom bike before climbing into the crowd and celebrating pre-match. Zach returns to the ring, poses in the corners with the belt before hanging it over the ref. As the ref is checking over Aiden, he pushes him aside and lands a running knee on Zach. Aiden begins yelling at the referee to ring the bell, but he won't, so Aiden hits a second knee. He yells at the referee again to ring the bell and attempts a third knee, but is caught by Zach into a suplex. 
and Zack attempts what appeared to be a top rope coffin drop. Zack runs at Aiden but is met with a knee in the chest and Adrian yells for the ref to ring the bell whilst penning Zack. And the referee signals for the bell to ring and officially start the championship match while the champion is being pinned. Adrian gets a one count, then runs Zack into a corner before a big splash. A second big splash is countered into a suplex by Zack, then a double clothesline and both men are down. A head scissors submission attempt by Zack ends when Adrian gets to the ropes. Then Adrian lands an elbow for a two count. Zack lands a jawbreaker before a number of short arm clotheslines by Adrian get him another two count. Zack lands a pounce that takes Aiden down. He goes up top but gets crotched on the ropes. Adrian lands a V-trigger knee in the corner, followed by a pin for a two count. Zack charges at Aiden in the corner but goes shoulder first into the ring post. Both men are now on the apron exchanging kicks before a curb stomp by Zack puts Aiden on the floor. Adrian reverses an Irish whip and both men are now in the crowd. They continue to brawl all around the crowd until they're over by the scaffolding near the lighting section. They brawl up the scaffolding and Zack is thrown off the scaffolding into a table onto the floor. Adrian knows that he can't win the championship on the outside and tries to drag Zack back to the aisleway and back into the ring. But he takes a moment after putting Zack into the ring to gloat about Zack's bike still being at ringside and how nice it'll be once he wins. He gets in the ring and pins Zack but only for a two count because of all his stalling. Adrian now hits a V-trigger but instead of going for the pin goes outside to get his bottle of wine and begins to pour it in Zack's face. Zack catches Adrian into an exploder suplex and a hip toss. And as Zack goes for the curb stomp on Adrian, he dives out of the way and Zack <laughs> hits the referee by mistake, who rolls and falls on the floor outside unmoving. Zack then hits a running corner bulldog to Adrian, followed by a curb stomp and goes up the top rope for the frog splash as the fans count the pinfall whilst the referee is out. Mr. Sinclair, the TCW owner, who was in a match earlier, is now ringside and slowly climbs into the ring so he can count the pin. He counts one, he counts two, but he won't count three. And as Zack begins arguing with Sinclair, Aiden Sage runs in from behind with a chair and blasts Zack. Andy stands over Zack and repeat, repeatedly hits him in the chest and throat with the chair. Adrian's now back up and hits Zack with a twist of fate whilst Andy slides the ref back in the ring. The referee counts one, he counts two, and he counts three for your new TCW champion, Aiden Alexander, in 1538. In the post-match, Sinclair is still in the ring, and as he's clapping, he gets out and congratulates Andy ringside before both walk back into the ring and present Adrian with the championship belt. He holds it up and poses in the corner, before he goes, collects his bottle of wine and is hoisted up on Andy's shoulders as the booze ring out and he pours wine all over himself. There was no post-match championship address. There was no see you next time. It was just fade to black and that's it. That's the end of the TCW Annihilation number 7 show. So just a few quick thoughts on the overall show. Uh, I thought the first half of this event was amazing the two opening singles matches were fast paced they didn't outstay their welcome the tag team match for control of tcw told you a good storyline as a first time viewer and the three stages of hell match didn't feel as long as it was and was a really good storytelling match and then 
unfortunately, some of the negatives. Um, just again, like with some of the promotions I mentioned on uh, the January overview show, the commentary at points sounded echoey and was hard to hear. I felt the second half of the show didn't meet the first half of the show, personally. The tag match where the referee just gave up about the rules halfway through, that's sort of one of my biggest pet peeves about tag team wrestling. Either have tags or have what PWA in Sydney has with their lucha rules. Once a man falls out, the man on the apron is the legal man. Or have uh, Texas Tornado rules where every man is legal. Okay, you can't just halfway through a match just stop. Okay, for the next three minutes, you're just going to double team while the ref's in the ring. No. The women's match, it's just going to be unfair to compare it to some of uh, January's offerings from the wider Australian view with the depth that women's wrestling has now, I feel. It was a good match, but for a women's championship under 10 minutes, it, it was what it was. The impromptu co-main event where a debuting wrestler lost to a member of the commentary team was somewhat puzzling for a new viewer like myself. And then the final match, the main event, where earlier in the night the good guys won control of the company just to now become bad guys was somewhat strange on the same show. And then the questionable refing in this match as well where the referee seemed fine to start the match where your champion was in a pinfall position before the match had officially started and didn't implement a verbal count out at any time during the match when we'd seen it in other matches prior so overall I'd say sort of a thumbs sideways show leaning more up than down if I'm honest I'm going to keep me TCW demand and check out some of their stuff on the archive. Um, like I said, it's $7.99 per month on TCW On Demand. Or you can check out their highlights. I think they're free on their website as well. Once again, like last week, we did leave a feedback thread up on Twitter, but we haven't received any feedback. Remember, you can leave your feedback for any show. It'll be the pin tweet on our Twitter account. That's at WrestleOzStyle. So that brings us to the end of TCW Annihilation number 7 and the end of our first Fallout Down Under review. This is something I want to try to do a bit more regularly for the bigger shows on the Australian calendar, just with what's going on at COVID-19 at the moment. It might make it a bit more difficult to do regularly for the immediate future. But speaking of the immediate future, we'll have a quick look at our schedule ahead. On May 20th, we'll have Fallout Down Under number 2, which will be Wright City Wrestling's reanimation number 15. Alex will be back for that show, I've been told, so get your feedback in for that one. On the 27th, we'll have our February 2020 in Australia New Zealand review, where we're going to be covering 12 events. If anyone wants to know, just send me a message at I am Chris Funder. I can give you a list of those if you want to start watching and have feedback prepared for that one soon. And then on June 3rd, we will be doing a special edition of Thunderstorm. It'll be Thunderstorm number two, where we'll be covering AEW Double or Nothing 2020 and the Dynamite following that. 
So you can follow us on our social media, the podcast itself at WrestleOzStyle. Alex, of course, is at Alex, And myself, I am at I am Chris Funder. A big thank you to Daniel Lloyd for the wonderful theme song he provides through Beta Club Field Trip. And a big thank you to the Facebook communities who have allowed us to use their services for shout-outs. That's the Australian Wrestling Community Facebook group and the What Would Gorilla Monsoon Do Facebook group. Both Australian-based wrestling communities and we can't thank you enough, guys. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast. Just search Wrestling Hostile on SoundCloud, Spotify or Podbean. And until next time, remember, follow the rules. Oh,